Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. very special bonus episode of Temporary Admission. This week, with London Art Fair just around the corner, not only are we going to be chatting with Art Fair director Sarah Monk to find out a little bit more about the fair, but we're also going to be sharing how you can get your hands on two VIP tickets to the fair next week. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you with us. It's my pleasure. Honestly, we're thrilled to have you, but Sarah, before we, you know, look into the fair in a little bit more detail, it's obviously been in people's diaries for a long time now. I think it's in its 32nd year. So a lot of people are well aware of London Art Fair already. And, and, you know, some might not be as well, which will be great for us to discuss today. But before we do so, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how it was you became involved in London Art Fair? Yes, of course. So I have been the director of London Art Fair since 2013, but actually have had a a much longer history with the art and design um, portfolio of our business. I'm having started in the company in 2001. So I've got a good 20-year tenure, so it's been a sort of big part of of my past and something I I continue to be really passionate about. Wow, so it's fair to say that London Art Fair has played a huge part in your life. And On that note, I guess for listeners that are less familiar with the fair, could you tell us a little bit more about it? The fair itself was founded in 1989 by London's Business Design Centre in Islington, which remains our home today. And with the aim of providing a space to showcase exceptional modern and contemporary art um, for people to discover and buy. During that time, that was very much the launch of the YBA art movement and the owner of the Business Design Centre was an avid um, collector. So he recognised this exciting moment in time in London and hence the fair was born. It was a very different beast then. It launched with just 36 UK galleries in its first edition some of whom I'm thrilled to say still exhibit with us today but we have grown steadily over the years certainly in line with how London has really exploded as a a global art capital hence the fair has grown as well so we now have over a hundred galleries exhibiting with us having had just several thousand visitors in our first edition we now um, welcome between 20 to 24 thousand visitors each year but we still remain very focused on on delivering a really unique opportunity to discover and champion the very best of, of modern and contemporary art over that time we've earned a level of of integrity and trust amongst our, our visitors and galleries we work with a selection committee to make sure that we thoughtfully bring great expertise to bear in terms of the galleries that we invite to participate and the artists that they represent. So ultimately that creates a a great level of trust that enables collectors to make the right decisions for them when they come to the event. And actually that collective expertise is what contributes to the strength of the fair 
with the galleries and the curators that we work with. And of course, whilst we celebrate that great heritage, we also recognise that we, you know, want to continue to embrace change. You know, we have to make sure we remain fresh and relevant and we do that by staying close to the market and the community we serve to make sure that we are providing that space for art that represents the needs of of collectors and allows new dialogues to take place between galleries and their clients. Wow and I, I know you had to move the fair because obviously it was originally scheduled for January but it sounds like your plans haven't been affected too much and the, the galleries that were exhibiting with you you have moved with the new date as well yeah fantastic it's it's been it's been wonderful the galleries all were very much very very keen to come on board when we were working towards delivering the fair in its usual time slot of January and then when we did make the move to April those galleries stayed with us they are as keen as we are to get back to face to face and I think we're all looking forward to having the April fair and, and benefiting from the extra hours of sunshine and that beautiful glass ceiling to build that we that we love definitely and you know like you say everyone's so keen to get back to -to face-to-face events I mean I definitely am but I know galleries have moved with you but how did you find you know having to change plans for the fair it can't have been easy yeah it's obviously been a really challenging time for for everyone over the last couple of years and I think that we've all become you know whether we like it or not adept at not taking anything for granted and being able to sort of move with the challenges and and trying to make the best decisions for all so it was it was really disappointing for us that we couldn't run the fair in its usual January slot there was a lot of appetite still for the fair to take place but it is a incredibly important fair for everyone and we wanted to make sure that we were able to do it and deliver a fair that was going to be the best version of itself and the safest fair for all and given where we were with Omicron and the challenges that created at the end of last year we just recognised that it was going to be too difficult for us to sort of guarantee that safe and successful experience for all our stakeholders, galleries, curators, visitors alike. So we were really fortunate to work in close collaboration with our venue, the Business Design Centre. You know, they remain, whilst the art fair is no longer owned by the Business Design Centre, they remain hugely supportive and have a lot of love um, for the event and, and looking after it. So we were able to find this slot in in April so from the 20th to the 24th of of April and to be able to sort of move the fair in its entirety into that that new date line so it was inevitably a mammoth logistical challenge you know in terms of getting all the moving parts whether it's contractors curators you know getting everyone that was scheduled to take part in a talk or an event or performance and and unraveling and and reassembling that in the spring but I am so so incredibly grateful to the you know the hard work and efforts of the team. We have reassembled an amazing edition of the fair, one I'm incredibly proud of, and in line with that, a really exciting program of talks, tours, installations, performances, alongside our critically acclaimed curated sections. So our museum partnership, Photo Fifty. God, there's so much going on, which obviously I'm sure we'll touch on, but. With everything going on with Brexit and, you know, the fair having to reschedule, it can't have been easy for galleries, you know, based abroad to have joined you this year. 
Have you found that that's been the case or or not? Inevitably, um, given the challenges of COVID over the last couple of years, there is understandably more of a focus on UK-based galleries due to the current climate, so slightly less international galleries represented. But actually, having said that, we still have several galleries from Japan, from Austria, from Spain, from France, and a lot of international artists being represented across the fair. So I think we still have a very strong global art fair. It certainly sounds like it. And I guess if we can thank COVID for one thing, is that it's forced us to adapt and, you know, embrace new technologies and you know, really rethink the way we've been working. And I think that's definitely been the case across the art industry more more generally. But would you say for art fairs specifically, that has been the case or, or not? Yeah, in January 2021, when the fair couldn't run, we produced a digital edition of the fair called London Art Fair Edit and had fantastic engagement from our audience and collectors and galleries around, you know, being able to access the fair content and be part of the conversations remotely. So we're this year introducing a hybrid programme of both online and offline panel discussions. We've created some really lovely momentum and, and energy in the lead up to the fair by having a series of panel discussions every Wednesday, you know, that's getting the audience engaged in the content, giving them some lovely previews, making them aware of some of the critical conversations and the key themes which we they will then experience at the fair in person. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, if people are listening to this episode on the, the day that it does go live, there'll be one on tonight as well. So everyone go and check that out as well. But are you able to tell us a little bit more around, you know, specifically what we can expect from the fair this year? Yes, one, 100%. So as I think I've, I've mentioned before, we've we've got our programme of, of talks, tours, installations and performances lined up. And also with the art fair and how we have evolved, I guess, we recognise that people continue to want um, to have different ways and means to engage with art and to enjoy and to learn and make new discoveries. So in addition to ensuring each year we revisit the list of galleries which are selected to exhibit to make sure that we retain the best of our established exhibitors, people such as modern British dealers like um, Piano Noble, Osborne Samuel, Korean Kalman Gallery. But equally, we know that people come back every year because they want to have that opportunity to make new discoveries, to be surprised, to be, you know, confronted with something which feels a little bit more challenging and difficult for them. You know, our, our art fair audience, they have that hunger. You know, they are, they come with, many of our visitors and collectors come with great experience and knowledge. Um, and then for others, they really want to sort of grow grew their understanding of you know both historical and contemporary trends and to have the opportunity to learn with us and, and maybe start to think about building their own collections. The notion of a collection is something we celebrate in earnest within our museum partnership. It was something that when I took over as director of the fair in 2014, I instigated as a means of celebrating some of the incredible public art collections that exist outside of London. Um, You know, finding amazing museums that have fantastic collections of art that are, you know, 
they're owned by the public and to give the public the opportunity to see highlights from those collections in London. So this year is no exception. We have the New Hall Art Collection, um, which is based at the Murray Edwards College at the University of Cambridge. It's a really special collection of art. It's the largest collection of modern and contemporary art by women in Europe and has some really, really notable names from you know women artists such as Maggie Hamling, Hambling, Eileen Cooper, that will be no strangers to the collectors and visitors of the fair. Their work is sold by many of the galleries that exhibit, but also more international artists and younger artists like Miriam Shapiro. Um, so the exhibition Myth Making and Self-Fashioning Women Artists from the New Hall Art Collection has been curated to include 20 artists and a really special selection of work that our visitors will have a unique opportunity to view in our pavilion at the front of the fair. Well you know I can't speak for everyone but I think that's definitely something that I will be checking out when I go to the fair and you've also got something called Platform haven't you? Are you able to tell us a little bit more about that and and what it is exactly? With Platform each year, we want to give a platform, a space for us to shine a light on a particular emerging theme or trend within the art world. We we know that both visitors, um, but also galleries are increasingly looking for themes and opportunities for them to respond to in thinking about how they can showcase their programme and artists at the fair. So for Platform, we've had got um, 10 galleries who have risen to the challenge and the invitation from the curator, Candida Stevens, to think about music and its part in contemporary art. So really looking at that, you know, the full breadth of the of the intersection between visual art and music and how artists from their programme are responding to that theme. So that is a really special moment in the fair that is brought to life also in a piano recital, which is in conjunction with Cynthia Corbett Gallery and a composer who is going to be performing at the fair and inspired by um, Cynthia Corbett's artist, Matt Smith. So definite highlight in terms of our events programme. Yeah, another one I think I'll probably be checking out. I I probably sound like a bit of a broken record, I guess, here, but you've got so many different aspects to the fair. I think sometimes, you know, one of the things I do find when visiting a fair is often hard to know where to start. But you've also got a uh, section, I guess you'd call it, of the fair called Art Projects. What's that about? And is that something, you know, our listeners should be going and looking at? So Art Projects is a very established section of the fair that is designed to showcase the freshest contemporary art from across the globe. So it's always been a very keen destination for collectors and curators to have access to galleries that are maybe coming and exhibiting in London for the first time or artists that have made new bodies of work um, and generally artists that are working in really new and innovative ways. So you'll see everything from installation, new media work, performance. So this year is is no exception and is going to be a definite highlight uh, and a really nice space to be as, as Campari will have a bar in the middle of art projects. So I have no doubt of its popularity. Well, it definitely will be with me because I am quite partial to a Negroni now and then. Um, but I think one thing that's interesting with London Art Fair is it has also got quite a reputation for photography and you know, that's something that maybe is slightly different than other fairs that are around. 
What's the plan for you know, photography this year at the fair? The fair has always had a really strong reputation for photography as a medium. We've got lots of really strong photography galleries exhibiting with us, such as Purdy Hicks Gallery, Gallery Olivia Waltman from Paris, who's also got a space in Miami that has a very strong um, photographic element to his programme. And Photo 50 as a section is also a, a keen destination for photography collectors and that community. It is an opportunity for a curator to identify a current theme or conversation that's happening in the the world of contemporary photography and bring that to light by bringing 50 photographic works to the fair. So this year, Rodrigo Arantia has curated the exhibition No Place is an Island, which presents works by um, artists working in photography that include Esther Tishman, Daphne Talmer, Martin Seeds, Tom Hunter um, and Sarah Pickering, who are all responding to this idea of an island and looking at that across a diverse um, range of practices, which completely expand the possibilities of photography. God, there's just so much happening and so much to take in. (laughs) (laughs) I think... You know, we mentioned it slightly just before, but with an art fair, I think it's often quite hard to know where to start. I mean, when I have been to art fairs in the past, I've tried to be quite methodical, maybe in terms of, you know, really looking at the the layout and going up and down all the aisles to make sure I don't miss anything. But for, you know, our listeners that are planning on visiting London Art Fair or for those two lucky listeners that will also win two VIP tickets, are you able to maybe give some tips on, you know, how to approach the art fair this year or, you know, how to get the most from it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because of that, we have across our tours and talks programme, we make sure that we have content which is catering for every level of knowledge. So you might have the talk by the British Institute of Interior Designers, which is just talking about um, advice for collecting art for your home, maybe, you know, installing art, living with art, you know, something which is, you know, very familiar, you know, very much about art in a domestic setting. And we have tours that are led across the fair by the Sotheby's Institute. So you will be able to join a general highlights tour. These tours are free with your entry ticket or your invitation. So if you want a good opportunity to look at a general highlight, sort of survey the fair and just get a sense of some key highlights from the galleries across the floor plan, I think those tours are a great way to start. Similarly, if you want to fast track and know where the best emerging contemporary art is, again, we have talks that are tours that are tailored to that point of focus. Um And we have on-site insights, which are a great um, way for visitors to hear face-to-face from the gallery directors, from the artists themselves, in many instances, to step onto the stand and and to get that really personal and unique insight from from those those creatives um, themselves. So that would be, that would certainly be my um, top tip. I think obviously the, the online talks that we're running in advance of the fair are a good way to to whet your appetite and to understand a bit more of, of what you can expect. And also our gallery profiles. So in essence, our viewing rooms, many of our galleries have artist videos as well as 
beautiful images and details of the of the works on show so in many instances people are already able to engage with what the galleries are planning to bring and I have no doubt that there are sales already taking place. I have no doubt that they probably are but one thing we haven't touched on as well yet and I think it's important we do is the addition of NFTs and you know they've exploded since you know actually London Art Fair was last able to exhibit but You've got some plans in place this year, haven't you, to help people kind of understand more around NFTs and figure out you know, how they can add them to their collections and help them know actually what they need to know? So we've got an incredibly experienced panel of experts in that field that we you know, hope will demystify the NFT as, as a medium and also you know, present a really exciting uh, conversation um, for us to enjoy at the fair. Yeah, and I guess I should just add that that is part of the talks program that is available when people go go and enjoy the fair. So definitely one to to make sure you you have on your list ahead of time. And I think at this point it's probably a good time for us to touch on the competition and the chance to win two VIP tickets to the fair next week, which is super exciting. Now to enter, we've kept it super easy. So all you have to do is head over to our friends at Wizard Radio. And you can visit the URL www.wizardradio.co.uk forward slash temporary admission. And there'll be a few short steps to follow to apply or, or enter into the competition to win two VIP tickets, which is very exciting indeed. You can also find more information on our Instagram page, which is at temporary admission. And there's also some details there on how you can qualify for some bonus entries into the competition as well so make sure you check that out but for those listeners that do get to join you on a VIP day or for our listeners that you know are going to be joining uh, at another point in time what are the kind of key highlights or the works that you'd say are the ones not to miss? Yes absolutely I would say that one of the works that I just you know just made me happy when I saw it I think you know seeing the work and and reading the text around it was actually a drawing of man and baboon by Elizabeth Frink and also a portrait of Henry Moore um, playing table tennis by Michael Ayrton um, I believe they were great friends and they spent time in, in France and and playing table tennis was a, a pursuit that they enjoyed doing together. And I just love that opportunity that art often gives you to sort of provide a window into a world and a time and, and relationships that you wouldn't otherwise be party to. So it's a, a beautiful drawing, quite a gentle work, but equally quite playful because of that sort of intimate relationship that you're given um, that insight to. And then on the other end of, of the scale, I think for, for contemporary works, you know, really looking at, you know, rising talent and, you know, making new discoveries. We have got a new first time exhibitor. Um, it's an Austrian gallery, Kunstab Hinterhof. Their artists, Dunja Kreisek and Jari Jenser, are both bringing brand new work to the fair. So again, a gallery that I haven't met in person yet, but you know, judging by the work in the viewing room, it's going to be a real highlight of our projects. And then also Aleph Contemporary, a fantastic gallery, you know, a really critical programme. Their display is based on the essays of an African-American critic, Bell Hooks, and will include work from fantastic artists that include Marcel Ancelar, Juana Gallego and Christine Ruz Guanezu. And I think I've also mentioned the performances. We have the 
performance by the pianist and composer Dimitrios Skylas, which responds to the work of the ceramicist Matt Smith, which is featured in the music-themed platform section. And then also on Photography Focus Day, which is on the Friday of the fair, there will be a performance by one of the featured artists, Tom Lovelace, which is in collaboration with Emily Rylas. Royals, um, which is entitled Doing and Undoing Islands, um, which will consist of a live collage installation and engage with the exhibition's interrogation of the boundaries between photography and other mediums. So I think, you know, Tom Lovelace is an amazing artist who works in photography but completely expands the and and sort of breaches the the boundaries of of the medium so i think that will be a really special moment well it's making me very excited for the fair now (laughs) but look sarah thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to chat with us and share a little bit more about london art fair and what we can expect i think it's set to be a great fair and i can't wait to see it no, it's been, it's been lovely sharing the fair with you. So we look forward to seeing you and, and the listeners at the Art Fair. And it will be opening for our preview day, which those lucky VIP ticket winners will be able to enjoy on Wednesday the 20th and running through to Sunday the 24th in Islington. So yeah, look forward to seeing you all there. Well, that should just about conclude us for the latest episode of Temporary Admission. Don't forget to visit our competition page at www.wizardradio.co.uk slash temporary admission for a chance to win two vip tickets to the fair next week and then tune in next week where we'll be joined by the barbican to find out a little bit more about their latest exhibition until then stay safe and speak soon collecting things time to add goat guns miniature models these gun models are one-third to scale and one-tenth the cost of the real thing these little bad boys are four to eleven inches in length and weigh up to one full pound build collect and customize your goat guns collection with attachments build your dream collection at goatguns.com i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.